Hi, welcome to the 13th Warehouse, also known as Two Women Who Can't Remember Anything. I'm Vicki. And I'm Kim. You know, I was editing yesterday, and I'm saying, oh my God, this podcast should be named Two Women Who Can't Remember Anybody's Name. (laughs) (laughs) No, I still can't remember her name. Was that the guy? Jeez. I always laugh with Kim. I say we should call our podcast Two Women Who Don't Remember Anything. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is how all our conversations go, too. And he was the character. He was supposed to be the character from... Oh, what's his name? Commander? Yeah. In, in The Measure of the Man. Yes, that's the name of the episode, yes. You know, my son keeps on saying, or I don't know, but you said this, this series should be called... Two old ladies that forget. Well, I never said old. I said two women that can't remember oh, anything. I think you said old. <laughs> <laughs> two old ladies that can't remember. Go ahead. <laughs> two old ladies that forget. <laughs> <laughs> simply the warehouse's current home. England did not house warehouses 1 through 11. Nor will it house warehouse 13. That honour belongs to another nation when England's power wanes. <laughs> well, then there will never be a warehouse 13. For the sun will never set on the British Empire. Quite, quite. Tea? This is Doug with the episode credits for Season 5, Episode 6, Endless, the Warehouse 13 series finale. Guest cast, Jamie Murray... Janelle Williams and Eric Avari return as H.G. Wells, Lena, and Kataranga, respectively. Executive producer and director Jack Kenny appears as future agent Jack. Created by Brent Moat and Jane Espenson. Written by John Paul Nickel and directed by Jack Kenny. Original air date May 19th, 2014. No, it's too soon. Too soon? What, too soon for what? Agents only contribute to the time capsule when... when... Yes, Arthur, Warehouse 13... Is reaching the end of its tenure. And now, the episode quick cat. Mrs. Frederick gathers the team around the round table. They share a moment with H.G. and Kataranga, after which Mrs. Frederick informs them that the warehouse will be moving. She does not know when, but the process has begun. The round table is a place where agents not only store their warehouse memories, but are shown their defining moments from their time in the warehouse. Claudia's defining moment was the moment she realized that she loved being an agent and no longer wanted to be the caretaker. Pete runs off determined to find a way to stop the warehouse from moving. Claudia and Artie argue over Claudia never telling him that she no longer wanted to be caretaker. Claudia is upset that Artie, being the father figure in her life, never told her that he had a son. With all the comings and goings from the table, Mrs. Frederick and Steve are at times the only ones left at the table and they bond over Mrs. Frederick's memories none of which we see, with the exception of Mrs. Frederick and Lena on Lena's first day at the warehouse. Micah returns to discover that she is in love with Pete. Steve, always feeling the outcast of the group, discovers that he did indeed feel nirvana while inside of Artie's heart. Micah finds Pete and tells him that she loves him. Pete returns to the table and we see that his defining moment was not just a moment, but his entire warehouse experience. Fifty years in the future, we see Artie's office manned by new agents, with Claudia, making a Mrs. Frederick appearance as the caretaker. has nothing to do with anything any of you have done. Well, wherever we all go, I mean, it's got to be better than South Dakota, right? The host country supplies the new agents. It's in the manual. 
And now, our final artifact of the week, the round table. This artifact is the round table that inspired the legend of King Arthur's court. Now it is the warehouse's time capsule. It stores the memory of an agent's defining moment with the warehouse. The table was designed to be round as it represents that all members that sat there were of equal status. Whenever a warehouse agent places their hand on the table, the table copies and stores the agent's memory of their personal defining moment with the warehouse. It can determine the agent's defining moment for them, but they are also able to choose a specific memory they want to submit themselves. The memories the table stores can then be viewed later, even centuries in the future, by other agents, which is why it is used as the warehouse time capsule. Link to the full description of the artifact from Warehouse Wiki can be found on our website, the13thwarehouse.com. Whether it's next week or next year is irrelevant. Well, says you. Your job today is to contribute to the time capsule. So here we are, the series finale. I really can't believe we're done. I can't either. This was basically a clip show, but it was with all new clips, which was pretty good. I liked that. I did too. Yeah. I mean, I like a clip show sometimes, but I think since we've watched this whole series, because we had to do the podcast, and well, I, I don't know how many times you had to watch every episode, but I had to watch it like two or three times. So for me, I think a clip show of old clips would have annoyed me only because I've seen all these episodes three times over the yeah. last year. It wasn't far enough away for me to say, oh, I forgot that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're saying. But the funny thing is, when it first started, I remember way back in the HG spaceship episode Mm -hmm. that you insisted you remembered something about Jack the Ripper. Yes. Mm -hmm. But we never saw anything about him in that episode. So maybe you were remembering this episode? I could be because when I saw it, I'm going, oh, now I'm remembering this. Yeah, because last week you said you weren't even sure you saw the last two. Mm -hmm. But then when I saw the Jack the Ripper, I said she must have. She just forgot. Yes, because even when they were doing the tap dancing, I said, you've seen this. I was glad we got the CHG again before the series ended. Yeah. Well done, Agent Wells. Snagging the Ripper's lantern in your first month. (laughs) The older agents will become jealous. They already are. Mr. Kipling's taken to writing rude verses on the walls. My dear, you've taken to life in the warehouse with quite a plot. Indeed. I finally found a place where my other talents can be used for the good of the Empire. Not just the Empire, the entire world! And we got to visit Warehouse 12 in Kataranga again. We also find out that HG is no longer with Nate and is now dating someone named Giselle. So apparently Micah keeps in touch with her. Yeah. Why are we watching highlight reels of HG when she's playing Happily Ever After with the what's-his-name in Wisconsin? Actually, they broke up. She's now dating a woman named Giselle. Ooh, now that's a highlight reel I would like to see. Then we have everybody sitting around the round table. And I didn't notice before, but remember last week I said I was going to try and find the DVD to see if there was a commentary? Uh Uh-huh. Well, I didn't notice before, but when I watched the commentary, Allison slash Claudia pointed out that they were all wearing either black, white, or gray. And even Mrs. Frederick was not in her pink suit. It was a gray suit. Yes. But nobody said why that was. Well, it kind of reminds me of like an old black and white. Like kind of like a negative of a picture. Oh, maybe. Kind of what they were doing. Because then I was thinking, because the table was stone, maybe it was just to make the whole room, like you're saying, black and white. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. So anyway, Mrs. Frederick tells him, like we thought last week, when she said something started that can't be stopped or whatever 
she said. She tells them the warehouse is ending, and Pete is just not having it. Yeah. And he kind of loses it on her. And you can see how uncomfortable everybody is sitting there while he's yelling at her. Mm-hmm. Because nobody talks to her that way. Right, yeah. Okay, I- I've got an idea. H- how about instead of sitting around the mystical table of Kumbaya, we do something crazy like, I don't know, stop it from moving. I mean, come on, you guys are all thinking it. The warehouse is going to move. It's a natural order of things, not a crisis to solve. Well, and you can't stop it? I mean, you are the caretaker, right? So take care of it. Calm yourself, Agent Latimer. Calm? We're talking about losing our home, and you are just sitting there like hey, some Hey, here's kind of- an idea. Before somebody says something they will definitely regret, how about I go first so somebody can cool off? We move on to Claudia's defining moment. <laughs> Talk about one singular sensation. Oh, oh man, am I going to be sore tomorrow, but come on! Best job ever! Best job ever! And this is the part that DC loves that I have to watch over and over again. Oh! He's like my Broadway baby. You know, you give him singing and dancing and he makes me watch it 15 times. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got it now. I got it. It was funny because I'm always watching certain things. So I'm watching when there's a full body Artie tap dancing to when you see Artie with just his feet. Dang his feet. <laughs> right. I actually wrote that down because I was interested to know if Claudia did her own dancing because it was really obvious that the rest of them were not doing their own dancing. Part of me wants to say she was. They did say that in the commentary. They said they did have a body double for her, but she didn't need it because she was taking tap dancing lessons just for fun. Oh. So she was able to do this, although it took her a whole summer to work on it, but she was able to do it without a body double. The rest of them, you could tell, they were just kind of flapping their arms, and when they showed everybody's feet, that was somebody else. Yeah. None of them were dancing. Yeah. You could tell hers from the others, and I'm going, she did this. She was good. Right, she was. They showed her full body most of the time. So Mm -hmm. there wasn't any question that those shots were her, but there were some parts where they just showed her feet, and there were some parts that they showed her from the back. So I didn't know if that was a body double, but apparently they had one in case she needed it, but she didn't. Well, good for her. She did a real great job. Yeah, she did. So pretty. Yeah. But I always laugh when I see this because Steve says he hates musicals, which is another stereotype that he doesn't live up to. I always wondered if that was their intention for him to say that because it's another stereotype that he doesn't live up to, or if it was just a random line that didn't mean anything. But according to the commentary, it seems as though they wrote that line to once again hit home that he is not just a stereotype. And Mrs. Frederick knows that Claudia doesn't want to be caretaker anymore because she loves being an agent. I would imagine that that was the moment you realized you didn't want to be caretaker after all. You you, you what? Thanks, Mrs. F. I call them as I see them. We thought you wanted to be caretaker. But only because you said it a a lot. Guys, listen. That day, I realized how much I love being an agent. I mean, I I can't imagine ever giving that up. Not even to be caretaker. I'm sorry. No, you don't have anything to be sorry about. You're right. This, This is the best job in the world. And Artie's upset because she didn't tell him, thinking he'd be disappointed. But he as always, just wants her to do what she wants to do and not what she thinks he expected of her. If you had just talked to me, I might have been able to help you understand that you, Miss Donovan, do not have to commit to the rest of your life today. It's not a crime to change your mind. You just have to stay true to yourself. Even if it means being a little selfish. My God, she's been listening. (laughs) I just want you to be happy. And then to prove that point, we move on to Artie's story. Can I choose the memory that I want to contribute to the time capsule? You want to show them that, Arthur? 
It could backfire on you. You know, I'm absolutely certain that it will. And this is the story I, last week I kept saying I thought we missed an episode. Mm-hmm. Wow. Happy New Year. You did an excellent job. I am proud of you, kid. What's the matter? You all right? Yeah. I just kind of hit home a little. You know, mother afraid her baby will grow up without a father. Oh, Scott. I didn't even think. I'm so sorry. I should No, no, no. It's okay. You didn't even know about me, Dad. When you found out, you came back. What the what? I specifically remembered that Artie had a son. I remembered it from the beginning. Because I remember saying at the beginning, we, there's a lot of family members I remember meeting. And this was one of them. And for some reason, I didn't realize it was in this episode. I thought it was just part of another episode. This is the first time I'm hearing that Artie had a son. Right. Like I said, when we started this, I remembered weird things. Like, I didn't remember the stories, but I remembered all the guest stars that I knew were coming. I remembered that Pete's mother was going to be Kate Mulgrew. I remembered meeting Steve's mother, and I remembered that Micah had a sister that we met. Mm -hmm. And I remembered Artie had a son, but I thought it was in an episode by itself, but apparently I just remembered it from this. Yeah, because they kept on saying, wait a minute, I don't remember already saying he had a son or, you know, because even the father came up out of nowhere to me and now the son came out and, you know, and it's like, oh, okay. But I, it was nice, though. I, I did jo- enjoy that storyline, too. Now, in those days, the regents were the only ones that were granted the privilege of having a one. And that arrangement was not going to work for me. Arthur demanded that agents be allowed to have a one with whom to share the secrets of the warehouse or he would tender his resignation. I had to fight for my happiness, just as you have to. You don't want to be careful. This is all very interesting and educational, but, uh... Claudia, you're missing the... I'm going to have to process this. I believe that the phrase that you're searching for is, I told you so. And what he said about the separation. Yeah. To make a balance. Right. And it's true, you need that. Right. And even though Artie explains that it's about a balance, and Mrs. Frederick explains that Artie's the one who insisted that everybody get to have a one, because at one time, only the regents got to have a one. Mm-hmm. And he tells Claudia the reason he didn't tell her was because she would try to find him and make him part of the warehouse. Right. Mm-hmm. And he told her he didn't want that. Even after that, the very last scene before they all disappeared, she says, I'm going to research finding Artie's son. She just can't stop interfering in other people's business. He yeah. specifically told her. And he gave her a valid reason. And it's not her business to mm-hmm. find him and try to make him part of the warehouse. You know, I have the best of both worlds, uh, being a father and an agent. But why couldn't you tell me? Because you would have wanted to meet him. Hells yeah, I would. And then you would have wanted him to be an agent. Why not? It looked like he knew his way around an artifact. No, the whole point of the one is to have them outside the warehouse to keep us balanced. Yeah, but... No, no, there's no but, there's no but, please. Claudia, listen to me. I'm just trying to give you a life lesson here. That in order to stay sane, you sometimes have to be a little selfish. Hey, we could go. I've got an aunt in Wappinger's Falls. Oh, no, 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 no. I've got to stay here and start researching Artie's Claudia, I'm telling you, no, I am ordering you. And I said a couple weeks ago that I'm tired of this character. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we ain't got to talk about it anymore. Unless you bring it up into something else. (laughs) I did love how Mrs. Frederick and Steve kept being left alone and they were just bonding over all these memories she was showing them. Really? You were there for that? Seriously, that? Was Mr. Frederick? Right. Yeah, that was nice, too. Because then it, even when Steve was feeling that, in a way, he didn't belong. Yeah. Trying to find his place. And that was nice, too, when he finally, you know, brought it up. And uh, it showed. 
and you know it made him feel I don't know validated. That was nice. I, I did like that. That you know he found me. It, it was where he's supposed to be. Had been. What if I don't have a defining warehouse moment? Of course you do, Pookie. We all do. Let's be honest. I have never completely belonged here. I'm kind of our Marilyn. Monster? <laughs> no way. I'm Marilyn. No, no, no. You are Eddie. Pete is Herman, Mike is Lily, Artie's grandpa, and Mrs. Frederick is not really part of the pattern. Steven, why don't we let the warehouse decide if you belong? Okay, so since we're talking about Steve, so when it comes to Steve's turn, like you said, he's afraid he doesn't have a defining moment because he never really felt like he fit in. I get that, but I wonder if the actor felt that way too. Because right up to this final episode... They still don't have him in that opening sequence when Pete, Micah, and Claudia and Artie are standing on the landing looking out into the warehouse. Oh, okay. In the first couple episodes before they got Claudia, it was just Artie, Micah, and Pete. And then when Claudia came, they added Claudia. And up until this last episode, he's still not in that shot. Yeah, but Lena was never in it either. Yeah, but Lena wasn't a character that was there every week. Mm. You know, you'd almost forget about her, and then she'd show up again. Yeah. I think Steve came in, what, the second season? I don't think he was made a main character until maybe third. But he's been a main character at least for season four and five. And they never updated that shot. And it bothers me every time I see it. And I wonder if it bothers him. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't think about that. Well, maybe at one point, the series was going to go on to more seasons. Maybe they would have added him. Right, but he's been there for two seasons, at least as a main character. And they never updated that picture, and it bothers me. (laughs) Well, it could have been uh, budget. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, it's one shot, for God's sakes. Or maybe he thought that he wouldn't stay, because sometimes some people don't stay. And then after, maybe he could have changed his mind, and by then it was like, oh, well. It just bothers me. But the submarine inside Artie was pretty cool. Yeah. It reminded me of something. I don't know what, but it did. (laughs) Oh, it reminds me of... It was a movie, but we were young, where they were injected into the body, and they had explored, and I think some people actually died in the body because the certain cells were destroying it because they thought it was a foreign object. Oh, I'm trying to remember the name of that movie, but it was a movie that was like a long time ago when we were younger. Hmm. Was it Inner Space? It wasn't a series. I think it was just a movie, wasn't right. it? Inner Space, and I barely remember it, was with Dennis Quaid, Martin Short. Oh, no, no. This is way before that. Oh, okay. Like, this had to be, like, in the 1970s. Oh, okay. I, I really remember that because even when I saw Claudia in the ship, I said, oh, my God, it reminds me of that movie. Yeah, I'll have to look it up when we're done, and if I find it, people, I will put it on our webpage. I love that movie. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space, the final frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, talking about the new Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Dud Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Please join Kim, Vicky, Skip, and myself over at Yeah, That Can't Be Good for an episode-by-episode podcast of all things Eureka. You can listen at EurekaRewatch.com on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Micah leaves Pete because he's flipping out. They have an argument, and she leaves him to go through the manuals by himself. Pete, look, our only job today, listen to me, our only job today is the time capsule, okay? Wow, you really don't care, do you? No, you're about to lose all of this, Micah. You're going to lose us, you're going to lose all of us, but you... You don't care. That's not fair. No, I'm sorry I took you away from your Warehouse 13 exit interview. Just go ahead. Go play with your time capsule. I'll save the day. Fine. But when you can't save the day, when you can't stop this, don't call me. Fine. 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 She comes back to see her defining moment. And it's that whole ninja housewife scenario, which was kind of funny. It was funny. (laughs) Pete, all in pink, comes through the room and totally misses the room full of ninja housewives for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Which is also funny. Hey, Maddie, do you have any more of this dip? I mean, it is to die for. Ninjas! But the defining moment comes at the end when she looks at Pete, which everyone in the room recognizes but her. I'm sorry. I think that she recognized it. She didn't want to, yes. but I believe she recognized it. I believe that too, because I never understood why both of them had to be told that they love each other. Yeah, you're right. She knew it. Uh, hello. Hey, I got to use all of my deductive skills and kick some suburban ass. I was actually thinking how obvious it is that you have a thing for Pete. What? A love thing. (laughs) Yeah, that's hilarious. Look at your face. No. No. No, okay? Pete and I, there is no Pete and I. There's, I mean, there's... Oh my God, I'm in love with Pete. Oh, I hate myself so much right now. And that's why she kind of made the the story of us, oh, I got to use my deductive skills. And that would be nobody's defining moment. Right. On face value. You're absolutely right. But then we get to Artie's freak out in the warehouse, and that was kind of sad. But I can understand it. Well, yeah, I understand it, too. That's what made it sad. And this is how it ends? It's just over? And what am I supposed to do? I'm just go through. I'm supposed to walk away? <laughs> walk away. You know, you give your whole life to something every day without complaining. Well, no serious complaints. I'm here every day. Every day. I'm right here for you. And your damn ping, your pings. Ping, ping, ping. Ping, 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 ping. I'm like a slave at your beck and call. In the commentary, they described it as like a breakup speech. Because if you listen to it, it does kind of sound like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I stayed faithful. I gave you everything. And now that there's nothing left for you to take, you, you're just gonna just leave. Whore! That's what you are, you know? Yeah, you're just selling out to the highest bidder. Fine. You want to go? Go. That's what you want to do? Go. You don't want me. I sure as hell don't want you. And then he calls the warehouse a whore, which was kind of shocking coming from Artie. But I guess that was the point. Yeah, he felt used. Yeah. Enjoy your new home. You think you're going to find somebody like me? Somebody who cares about you? Like I do? Ah, good luck with that. Good luck. Finding somebody as devoted, somebody who would give their whole life without a thank you, without even a piddling little minuscule acknowledgement that they're appreciated, that they even matter to you at all. I kind of got a little choked up when the apple came rolling down the aisle. Yeah. That was kind of perfect. That was a good scene. I loved that. Yeah, I did too. 
we already talked about Steve, but after he has his turn with the submarine thing and Mrs. Frederick tells him that he's found Nirvana, that was the feeling he had. I was inside a beating human heart. I forgot about that moment. It was indescribable. I, you know, I saw it. I was there. It, it was like Nirvana. He's also the one that figures out the round table isn't just a time capsule, but it's a gift to the agent. So they remember moments like that because Steve kind of missed his defining moment. He forgot about it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so it was kind of like a gift to them. That's what today's about, isn't it? I mean, the, the, this time capsule is not just for the warehouse. No. This ritual is also the warehouse's gift to you. And then Micah goes to find Pete, and he won't shut up. Oh, God. <laughs> Pete moment. I could picture you watching this. My eyes are, my head is up going, oh, God, I just wanted to shake Pete and just go, can you shut up for a moment? I laughed more at thinking of you watching this than at the show. <laughs> I knew you were losing your mind. Yes, I was. <laughs> yes, I was. Like, Come on, Pete. <laughs> trying to tell you something, you're not listening. I know. <laughs> I'm overreacting. Yes, you are, but that's not why I'm here. Oh, and I'm really sorry about what I said earlier. You're the last person on earth that I'd ever want to hurt. You mean way too much to me. Well, that's actually why I I would go crazy without the warehouse. You know, I've been bouncing around without a purpose for my entire life. Yeah. I didn't last long as a husband or a Marine or a Secret Service agent. I mean, come on. I've basically been a screw-up my entire life. But here, in the warehouse, I'm the best version of myself. Okay, just stop. If I'm not Pete Latimer, heroic warehouse agent, and and the partner that drives Micah Baring crazy, then who the hell am I? Would you just shut up? So she finally has to kiss him to make him stop yelling, so she could tell him she loves him. But when she first kisses him, he thinks it's Steve. He he keeps thinking that Steve is into him. He always wants to take his shirt off, and really? Uh, (sighs) Ah, that's very funny. Good one. But you can take off the thimble, Steve. I'm flattered, but I told you that's not how I swing. Because I think at one point he didn't believe it. Right. So you come up with Steve wearing the thimble? Yeah, because he's Pete. (laughs) Because he's Pete. And then when she shows a hand, no thimble, then he feels her forehead to see she got a fever. Right. Come on now, really? What are you doing? No fever. Did you accidentally touch an info artifact? Okay. Okay, Pete, look, I I know you're worried about who you're going to be without the warehouse. And this is the thing. It's it's not where you are that defines you. It's who you are. It's the decisions that you make. No, but I don't want to lose the warehouse. And and I don't want to (sighs) lose... It was cute. It was was cute. And then I think I was all right with it. Because at one point, I'm like, eh. And then I'm going, well, I mean, if you got to leave the warehouse, you might as well leave the warehouse with somebody that you know. Right. Pete, you can't lose me. It's not possible you can't. Because um, I love you. So you you kiss me? For realsies? Yeah. So, um, what are you going to do about it, Latimer? I love you too. 
like I've said through most of this, I was never like, yay, Pete and Mike are going to get together. But it doesn't bother me. But I don't feel like they pushed it. Right, yeah. I like them as friends, so it wouldn't have bothered me if they didn't end up, you know, as a couple. Yeah. But remember, right around the time Lena died, I kept saying I had another scene in my head. But then when it never came, I thought I just remembered it wrong. This is the scene. Oh, with her and Miss Frederick? Yes. I remembered them standing on the landing and talking. And I had that in my head. I didn't remember what they were talking about. But then when it never came, I just figured I was just remembering it wrong. Because how many things in the series I remembered wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Someday I'm going to die here. I can see it. I promise you, Lena, I will do all that I can to prevent that. You won't be able to. But it's all right. We finally know what Mrs. Frederick promised her. She knew she would die in the warehouse. And even though she was fine with that, Mrs. Frederick promised her that she would do anything she could not to let that happen, which, of course, it happened. But I'm glad they brought back Lena for the end. Me too. And I wish I knew where Abigail was. No, Abigail wasn't around long enough to me. Yeah. I already forgot about Abigail. Because <laughs> Lena was there for her to be, you know, for to begin a part of it, and she was to, you know, take care of her at the end. But so... You know, it seemed like she always had an input. Abigail, eh, she did for a short period of time. She did a little impact, but it's not the same as Lena. Oh, no, definitely not. No. Yeah, so her, eh. But I think she was, wasn't she in one of Pete's scenes? Yes, she was. He finally comes back and puts his hand on the table, but he doesn't have a moment. In his flashback, we got to see all the guest stars that weren't able to come back. You know, like, we got HG back and we got Lena back. But his flashback had everybody. Yes. Everybody. And yes, Abigail, I didn't notice her the first time, but I did notice her the second time. Yeah, I like Pete's flashback. Even though I liked that there was something new for all of them, I like Pete because it went real quick on everything in a real quick flash. And I was able to grab, I don't say at least 35% of it. It went slow enough that you can almost remember where every scene was. But it wasn't too slow that, it, you know, you're like, okay, when is this over? They did a good job on that. His defining moment was all of it. Like he said, he didn't want to go back to his old ways. You know, in his speech and everything, he says how they made him a better man. And when I was watching the commentary, I guess all the tears that you saw, Pete and all of the other ones standing there listening to him were real. Uh... It was sad. Mrs. F, why was Pete's memory of all that and not just one case? Tell them, Agent Latimer. You know. Maybe my defining moment is all of it. Every minute that I got to spend with you guys. I'm sorry, Mrs. F. I just scared. Scared that if I lost this, I'd go back to being the person I was before. But this is who I am now. Warehouse and and all of you have made me a better man. If it ends tomorrow or if it goes on forever, nothing, nothing will ever change that. Or maybe you broke the table. Then we go 50 years in the future and we see Claudia as the caretaker with three new agents who seem to remind her of Pete, Micah, Steve, and Artie or some combination of them. 50 years in the future, Pete, Micah, Steve, and Artie are definitely pretty much positively gone already. They've died at that point. Yeah. 
And then the grumpy old man named Jack, who was yelling at both of the other two agents, was actually the executive producer and the director, Jack Kenny. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Cool. What did you think of this as a finale? I liked it. I thought that was a nice way to end it. And that's why I had said before, I don't know what episode or which one we talked about. If they wanted to, they could do Warehouse 14 of the way they ended it. So it left it as a good ending, but it also left it as a good beginning if they ever wanted to relive that again. You're right, yeah. Now that you say that, I remember you saying that. You're right. Because some things end terribly. And as a finale, I liked it. I could live with it. And I know I'm asking too much, but I would have liked to see something like a Six Feet Under kind of ending without the deaths. But like a montage of each person's life after the warehouse. Oh, yeah, that would have been nice. Or just maybe seeing them all together on Christmases over the years. Oh, yeah, that would have, yeah. You know what I mean? Because I want to know what happens after the warehouse. Do Pete, Mike, and Steve just get reassigned to different department of the Secret Service in the ATF? Does Artie just retire? Does Mrs. Frederick just shrivel up and go away when Claudia takes over? I know they can't answer every single question. I just wanted to see them together somewhere in the future, even if they're not working together. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. At least I wanted to see where Pete and Michael would have left off at to a certain degree, too. Then I keep on thinking it would have been nice for Artie, since he's not going to be even dealing with them at all, that maybe he would be reunited with his son. Yeah, I wanted to see them going to Pete and Micah's house for Christmas. You know what I mean? Yeah, like a little family reunion. Right, like all of them together for holidays or for whatever reason. or Right in, birth of a new baby. Right, right, right. And the grandfather, Steve finally meeting somebody or going back to his old boo. Yes, that's what I wanted to see. I mean, as a finale, this was good. I liked it. Everybody has questions that they want answered that aren't going to get answered, and I knew that. But it was good. I liked it. I did. I enjoyed it. I was like, wow. Like I said, too, again, it's one of the better endings that I've seen. And it left room to me to open up if they wanted to do it again. Right. Exactly. So did I skip anything? No. I shouldn't have. I have four pages of notes here. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, you know, it covered basically a lot of things. And that was one thing that was good about the last episode. They did a very good job on this. They did. Yes. So I still love Claudia's outfit. And and then even the new one, I was like, go ahead, Claudia. <laughs> Far cry for Mrs. Frederick's suit. Yes. But then you're going by the time. So there's a big difference. But I'm going, oh, ain't that dang on twill suit? What's that material? Tweed. Not tweed. Tweed. Yeah. That was nice. So I guess that's it. This is the final episode. So to all our followers, thanks for taking this ride with us. We hope you had as much fun listening to this as we had doing it. We may be done with all the episodes of Warehouse 13, but don't release that follow button yet. We do have some ideas for additional episodes, like the webisodes and some other warehouse-related items that we will come back with. Not on a weekly basis, but we will come back. So from two women who can't remember anything, thank you for listening and see you soon. Thank you for listening. Bye. Not at work. Okay, never at work. Okay, this is just going to be gross. She is not lying. Thank you for joining us. It's Wicked in the Warehouse. We will be back with ever stuff in a while. Thank you for Mom and Kim too. We'll be back soon. Bye. 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 See you later. Mwah. Blowing a kiss again? Mwah. Two kisses this week for yeah. the end, huh? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 
Hey, this is Doug Gramley reminding you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash the 13th warehouse on Twitter at Eureka warehouse on Instagram at Eureka underscore warehouse on our website at the 13th warehouse.com or on Podbean. The music for the 13th warehouse reflections in the mirror provided by Esther Garcia under their standard license. See you next time in the 13th warehouse. And now we're also available on Apple podcasts, Google play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.